This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, August 13th, Friday the 13th, everyone, uh, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Ooh. From Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Hello. Yeah, see, there you go. Mm. He's in the studio. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah, it. And, uh, and actually, today, a little housekeeping, uh, Jamie Ivey is on family vacation, and we respect healthy work-life balance. So no, joining us... Jamie, get back here. <laughs> so joining us from Nashville, Roland Senior Editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, man. Hey, everybody. Howdy. Ooh, so you got to bring hey, us the Texas beat today. Howdy. 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 By the way, who's going on vacations on Friday the 13th weekend? I'm yeah. pretty sure like, there was a period where like 30 to 35% of horror movies started with that premise. Just a weekend away and it happens to be Friday the 13th. If you go on vacation on Friday the 13th, I picture it like a situation like in Us. Like you're just at your little beach cottage, you know, one night and then a doppelganger show up at the door. It's a terrible idea, Jamie. Best of luck. She's out there right now <laughs> talking to the family, just saying something, just something like, "We, what's you don't actually believe all that old Friday the Thirteenth joke, <laughs> do you?" Uh, <laughs> the calls coming from inside the house. Speaking of Friday the Thirteenth, we have a game coming up at the end of the yeah. show, themed hey. on this. It's called Dumb Luck. Friday Thirteenth, unlucky, dumb luck. Can I, can I ask you guys, do you have, I know we're not like, uh, I know we're not, yeah, I know this is a, this is a wholesome Christian podcast, but do you have yeah. any, like, like Michael Scott, you're not superstitious, but do you have any like little stitious little things you do that are like, I don't really believe it works, but I'm going to do it anyway. You never know. The only one for me is sports related. Like there, yeah. I there's been, mm-hmm. there's certain items of apparel that I've worn uh-huh. And yeah. we've and and the team has not performed the way I would have hoped, so uh-huh. I would not wear that thing the next game. Like that's there's a certain jacket that I think is cursed. I'm serious. Like I think there's this <laughs> yeah. Orlando Magic jacket that every time I've worn it, we've had an egregious loss. A terrible thing has happened, and so I just won't wear that jacket anymore. And I like the jacket so because better safe than sorry, right? It's probably not right. true, but maybe it's the, the mojo. Mo- it's right yeah, there exactly. in the peripheral yeah. vision. It's a little yeah. shiny. Maybe I'm messing yeah. with them. So it's like, not luck. Like, it's, like it's like there's there could be practical reasons that this that this works for you. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler I feel like you 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 broached this point because. You strike one. me as someone who has a, who has several little stitches. Uh, I yeah. don't think so. I was thinking about it. I don't think I do. Other than like, kind of like you said, like there's stuff that I like, like feeling good today, so I'm gonna wear like you know these shoes. Like kind of like a, it feels more like a internal thing that motivates me instead of something that I think has any actual impact on the world around. You know what? I, does that make Wait sense? Wait a second. Can you please unpack that? When you're feeling good, you sure. wear a certain shoe it's not like i have my good day you shirt have your happy but shoes? Like, yeah I, I think i have happy shoes yeah i think i have happy shoes like like there are some days you're like you're tired it's, maybe it's early in the week so you, at a so you go out of the, the bedroom and liz is looking at you in one shot right. she knows how you're feeling today she's like oh he's got the right. happy shoes on all right yeah i think that's i think that's probably true she, I, yeah. she's not i would have to ask her to double check on that but i would bet she could tell based on what i've what i've put on on any given day like Oh, he's he's 
he's in a good mood. Like today, he's feeling good about today. Or oh, Tyler's Tyler's gonna be. We're gonna need to like take it easy. Give Tyler a wide berth today. It, it also helps that Tyler wears a mood ring every morning. And so that's, that's you know, it tips his hand a little. <laughs> that's Tyler an everyday seems thing. angry this morning. Yeah. Derek, do you have any superstitions? Like you won't do this or like. I can't think. Offhand, I can't think of any. I'm going to be real. Yeah. I mean, like I always heard like don't walk under a ladder and stuff like that. I'm like, well, that makes like, no sense. You know, like I never bought into any of that. It's kind of hard to walk under a ladder anyway. You have to go out of your way to walk yeah. under the ladder. You know what I mean? Like a fish in a fish tank. Where do you live that there's just ladders everywhere? I think carpenters came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away they're from on, my ladder. They're on a ladder and people was like walking by it and they just started making like, they're like, you know what? I, I know what we'll do. We'll tell everybody that if they walk under die. the ladder, it's bad luck. Yeah. You're, you're going to die because I'm going to kill you if you walk to my ladder one more time. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad luck because you're likely going to bump into the ladder and cause someone to be injured. Like, it's right. like, it's not like, hey, you know, it's bad luck. It's bad luck to walk out into traffic. I heard that uh, uh, it's, it's really bad luck. You get hit by a car doing it. Like, Breaking a mirror was probably like moms who had like boys and they were like, you yeah. know what? Yeah. But tell them it's bad luck if they break yeah. my mirror, you know, and it just yeah. kind of the, the nice living room a- mirror, living room mirror. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's maybe that's the hack with masks. Tell people to go in outside without a face mask. Oh, that's seven years. Bad luck right there, my friend. Yeah. Tyler. <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is put a luck spin on because the mirror thing too. It's like, yeah, man, I broke the mirror. I got really unlucky. There were shards of glass everywhere afterwards. It's like, well, yeah, let's just, let's just do the, make the mask thing, like a luck thing. And I think more people would be into it. You know, what's crazy. It's crazy that like you can post anything that's just, it could be reasonable. Like, all right, I need everybody from relevant to tell me if this is unreasonable for me to say, I just need, you've had quite the week. You've had quite the week on Instagram. Listen. If this is unreasonable for me to say, then I am so sorry. I apologize. But I'm going to read a tweet or a a post that I put. And right now we're sitting at, let's see, what are we sitting at on this post? We sitting at 4,000 like comments. It's not. We sit out like two or 300 comments. But like it's 4,000. It's engaged. Like it's really doing crazy. But I said, I said vaccinated or not. So I'm not advocating in right. either way. Right. I just said vaccinated or not. Cut some weight and boost your immune system. That seems to be the common theme with every iteration of this virus. Wear your mask, social distance. We can get through this together. Let's stop arguing and pointing fingers. How in the heck does that make everyone mad? Because I'm like, I have people that are like, you're not going to exercise your way out of this virus. And I'm like, I didn't say that. And you're like, there's people that's like, there's people that's like, I'm not getting the vaccination. That's the mark of the beast. I'm like, I didn't say to do either one. I just told you to eat a salad and do some pushups. That's all I said. You you, you know, discourse. And then somebody else was like, are you fat shaming? 
No. Oh my gosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. Here's, we just got to work out. Here's you just the problem, Derek. Every you read the comments. <laughs> you just got to stop yeah, reading the comments. That's on, yeah, that's user error. That's on you. Reading the comments is user <laughs> hey, error. Here's a but, new one. Here's a new superstition. If you read the comments, seven years of bad yeah, luck. See? Seven but years this of bad thing, luck. I, I thought that would be the most uneventful post I have ever made. <laughs> Damn, I was Derek, like, this is going to be uneventful. Can we all just get along? This is just facts. Like, it like they say it's after people whose lungs and immune system are down, different things like that. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying anything other than guys, we let's just work out and just be healthy, whether you choose to get vaccinated. I, I'm like, I thought that would be the most uneventful post I have no. posted in the past it, two look, years. You, you know, public discourse has gotten uh, <laughs> has gotten volatile, not just in Instagram com- comments when it's like it's not just Derek's Instagram comments on, on a re- relatively yeah. innocuous post. People yeah. are, you know, really, really sort of weaponizing uh debate in a weird yeah. way right now where it feels like there is no just normal space to have you know a civil dialogue with someone including a worship event or you yeah. know a, a, a relatively innocuous instagram post it, it's just a weird time for public discourse especially as christians yeah it just, it, 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 people weird bro i i ain't gonna lie Y'all Derek, you're, you're the, you, what you did was you said the word vaccine and that's it it triggered mm-hmm. all yeah. the crazy seo yeah. you know like they all have yeah. the google alerts if somebody yeah. posts about the vaccine, I'm going to tell them what I think, you know, that's yeah, the relevant I, business. But, you know, you, we say if we want things to engage, <laughs> you just put some little you just put some words in there like vaccine that get people like really excited. And then they yeah. got it. Women in ministry. That's on another vaccines. one, too. Women in ministry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I women mean, in there's general. A, there's yeah, a couple. Kind of, hey, numbers are a little down. Women in ministry is is uh, what? What? Women well, in ministry? You know, what? women can't. It's be controversial. Preacher. That's not. The, there's yeah, certain the, denominations got all sorts of don't that there's two tiers of Christians. There's the men and then the women are a lower tier. Uh, oh man. They don't need to watch the Marvel. What if shows they can see captain, captain Carter. She was a better captain America than, uh, Steve Rogers. She, she, she stopped Nazis here, she, overnight. Bro, she had, to, she had a nine millimeter. I've never seen Steve Rogers with a nine millimeter. She was out here. Blowing planes up out the sky. I'm like, man, Peggy Carter ain't the one to mess with, brother. (laughs) Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Speaking of women in ministry, uh, Jackie Hill Perry uh, joins us later. Uh, She has an upcoming book called Holier Than Now. We talk about that. Uh, She gives us some wisdom on on how God's holiness is powerful and life-changing for each of us. It's good stuff. Don't miss it. Also, like I mentioned at the beginning, it's Friday the 13th today. So we're playing a brand new game called Dumb Luck. It's going to be interesting. And uh, one of our newest staff members, Emily Brown, downtown Emily Brown, is joining us. Uh, So you'll get to meet her a little bit. That'll be fun. Uh, And Also, we have Slices and Relevant News. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. Could it be easy for us? 
You're listening to Jungle. The song is All of the Time. Well, today's show is brought to you by WeShare. I know we're all tired of rising costs of healthcare, and that's why we're so happy to share a little bit about WeShare. WeShare is a health sharing program powered by UHSM a Christian health sharing ministry. Health sharing is not insurance. These programs are member-based fellowships where faithful people exercise their right to take charge of their own health care. Learn more about how WeShare is restoring faith in health care at WeShare.org. Great stuff. Seriously, go check it out. All right, it's time for Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? You guys know me like I kind of have a conflicted relationship with creative marketing in the in like the internet era. Like I think it's funny when Steakums goes on Twitter and just to set the world right with thoughtful ideas about uh uh you know so, some social issue or like back in the day when Chili's uh you know developed this strange relationship with the relevant podcast, particular our former illustrious producer uh, Chandler, and sent us a jacket. You know. Brands are trying to reach out to people on the internet in in ways that'll kind of cut through the noise. Mm -hmm. The recent example that we talked about on here was that promotion where I believe it was JetBlue was trying to get people comfortable traveling again, coming out of the pandemic, and were sending disembodied, molded hands of Joe Jonas to random people that they could hold (laughs) as they walked through the airport. The only guy that seems to have received one was a dude who never ordered it and was very concerned when Joe Jonas, like four Joe Jonas hands, four disembodied Joe Jonas hands showed up to his house without explanation. Uh, you know, it's like, I get the... I get that this brings attention to brands, but is this the kind of attention you want? Well, I think the the creepiest, I didn't think it was going to get more creepier than the Joe Jonas disembodied hands. But this right. week, <clears throat> Little, Little Caesars, I feel like... I kind of feel like they cross the line. I think here. it's Little like, Caesars, is, like Lil Wayne. Lil, 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 Caesar, Lil Caesar. Yeah. Lil Caesar would actually be a cool name for an artist. Lil Caesar. Um, <laughs> especially if he was Greek. Um, is that fine? I guess. I don't know. Um, so uh, Little Caesars. I, this this to me crossed the line because they what, what transpired was uh, a few weeks ago, they put out like sort of just a random trivia question on Twitter. And they said that, hey, the person that gets it right will get something from us, from our brand. So a Twitter user who also happens to be sort of a TikTok, you know, a minor TikTok influencer. I don't I don't even know what's a good metric for, you know, TikTok views. But, you know, his videos have, you know, 12,000 views of him doing fun dances. He goes by Wes the Ghost on TikTok. He happened to get the trivia question right. And he sent them a DM and said, hey, where, how can I claim my prize? They said, send us your ad, your, your mailing address and you'll get something in the mail soon. A couple of weeks go by, he doesn't hear anything. Then people start sending him a notification and letting him know that uh, Little Caesar seems to have unfollowed everyone on TikTok except for him. And so it, it appears that that Little Caesars is for some reason stalking this guy who, you know, answered this trivia question right. Well, uh, Little Caesars finally answered him back in his DMs and said, hey, we're going to send you something in the mail. You, we're, we're your biggest fan. He gets a box in the mail. Does anyone want to? So, th- so uh, that's the setup. OK, does anyone want to guess what Little Caesar sent him in a box in the mail? A pizza. You would think that would be a, you know, or merch. Like hundred thousand like dollars in a briefcase. 
Any of those would have been, uh, I mean, great, and probably the kind of PR any brand would want. Sure. Instead, he receives a box, and and like you know Chandler uh, opening his Chili's bomber jacket back in the day, right? That 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 ca- skillet don't case of his streetwear. Free free year of eating at Chili's yeah. card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So so uh, much like that unboxing, this guy opens it. And he notices a strange note in there. And it's and it's from Little Caesars. It's on like real Little Caesars printed stuff. And it talks about how much they appreciate him and said, uh, hey, there's a T-shirt in here promoting our new stuffed crust pizza. We really want people to, to dig stuffed crust pizza. And it says, we also stuffed a life-size doll that looks exactly like you in honor of our stuffed crust pizza. P.S. Did we get the face right? He mm. opens the box. There is a life-size doll of him wearing a little Caesars t-shirt. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it is his body no. and his face stuffed into a box. Mm-mm. Absolutely <laughs> not. It is him. It, it looks like him, but Mm-mm. in doll form. Sent Mm-mm. by a major corporation. To me, I get the viral marketing thing. We're talking about it right now. Kids are watching it on TikTok. But to me, this crosses a line, even though I appreciate the weirdness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I have to look this up. Out. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. That's unreal. Why? Who? What? Who there thought yeah. this is a good idea? That's the number of yeses. Exactly. The I, number of yeses that had to go through. The number of the number of like board meetings where they had other ideas on the whiteboard yeah. scratched out. Like, no, nah, that doesn't work. We can't. He's that. That's not. That's not the little Caesar's way. Hey, and how they about I just terrify this, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: it certainly doesn't make me want to order a stuffed crust pizza from Little Caesars. All this does is it, it, it makes me realize Little Caesars is still around. I wasn't even aware Little Caesars was still in business i thought i thought they went out of business when the square pizza thing went away years ago but apparently <laughs> apparently they're still hey apparently they're still around and seem to not be doing great because they got a lunatic <laughs> running the show over there right now <laughs> <laughs> at least their marketing department yo why did they do this i'm looking at it they are tripping <laughs> Do you think this is one of those things where they had a different idea, but one guy just really, really believed in the doll thing and went rogue? He's like, better to ask forgiveness than permission. I'm just going to go for it. This is going to be big. It's two, it's two guys in the market or two people in the marketing department. One of them's like, here's my marketing campaign. He's like, we'll rebrand the mascot, the little Caesar guy with the spear. We'll bring him, we'll bring him to life for a new generation of little Caesars fan. And like, Phil, what do you got? He's like, I was thinking we could stalk somebody on Twitter and stuff. A doll that looks like I'm in a box and send him to their house. They're like, we're going with Phil's idea. This is this. To be honest, Jesse, this doesn't sound like the marketing department at all. This sounds like the marketing department had a crazy rollout. They had it on a on a PowerPoint presentation and all that. And the owner came in and said, "You know what, guys? I feel like we should just make a doll and just stuff him and send it to a fan on on what do the kids use? They use TikTok." Sit it on on Tic Tac. We gonna send a doll on Tic Tac. That's stuffed up, stuffed crust, stuffed doll. Tic Tac. What you think? Or, or well, I, do you I, like- I don't. I don't know, sir. Uh, we have this rollout. This 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 this. I think this is engaged as well. Thought, of. but the kids like Tic Tac though. They they like Tic Tac. Mm-hmm. Do the Tic Tac thing. And the CEO just does that. You keep talking. 
I like this guy. He <laughs> <Yeah>. thinks big. <laughs> or, or like you're the CEO and your HR your HR person comes up to you one day. You're the CEO, little season. The HR person's like, "Sir, I I have some uncomfortable news for you. We were doing some background checks, and it appears we've hired a legitimate serial killer for the director of marketing. <laughs> what do you want to do?" He's like, "I don't know, man. It's really hard to find good people these days. So you can't hire anybody right now. I What's guess we want to keep him around. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> What's the worst he could do? He's not gonna kill anybody. He's. I mean, he's gonna just like make." a doll in effigy of one of our users and follow only this one user on TikTok to creep everybody out. in a tiny box. And then yeah. send them notes. And yeah, it's a, what? What's Little wrong with Caesar's that? Gate. That's what we're going to call this when yeah. we look up. And somebody's been breathing outside my window at night. It's just the <laughs> doll. Little Caesar's the doll. <laughs> yeah. 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 Breathing, though. How's it's the doll breathing? Annabelle situation. <laughs> the mist. Yeah. The mist is on yeah. the window. Why is there a man in a toga standing at the end of my driveway every night? Oh, it's just a new a Little Caesars thing. Toga. It's okay. It's Little, Ce- little pizza, Caesars pizza. got a new. Yeah, they got a new Supreme coming out. So they're spreading some buzz. Just Those nineties characters were terrifying. <laughs> the like Noid. Pizza. The Noid was the most terrifying thing. They're like, we're bringing the Noid back. I'm like, no. <laughs> the whole point was avoid the Noid. Yeah. Let that yeah. Getting die. annoyed. Those McDonald's characters, Hamburglar, like the, the what was Grimace? Like what was Grimace? Like what it was, was just Grimace? A, yeah. Period. It was an just unholy a thing. Nothing God made. Yeah, yeah. That was that, <laughs> that was all. Even Chuck E. Cheese. We've talked about the animatronics. What was up with that man? Like yeah. what the heck? Yeah. yeah. All right. Different time in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Back. Then, I mean, think about it, in the fifties and sixties, every brand had to have a little cartoon mascot and a jingle. I yeah. mean, that's like everybody yeah. had to do. I feel like the eighties was like the end of that era, and they didn't know how to transition, you know, or they, or update it or whatever. And I think we got. That's why we got some weird mascot stuff yeah. thankfully in the it, it, it went from it, the madman era of like jingles to now let's simulate a crime it's like you know what i mean like oh this is getting weird we're cut off joe jonas's hand i don't know let's do it <laughs> all right what do you have derek so um obviously we found a new host for the jeopardy uh show yeah, oh. and, uh, you know who they? Yeah. I didn't see. Who, who man, they Alex Trebek, R.I.P. to Alex Trebek, one of the sauciest the guys, king. man. Yeah, passed away. You know, so you know it, he got some really big shoes to fill, right? So we we had we had we had a uh, we had Aaron Rodgers was up there, Anderson Cooper, mm-hmm. he had a shot. My Kim man Jennings. Levar Burton. Yeah, we had so many people. My uh, homegirl from from Big Bang Theory. Uh-huh. And uh, the the person who actually won the the slot, the coveted Alex Trebek Jeopardy slot, is Mike Richards. So, what's the first question? Who is Mike Richards? Who is Mike Richards? I don't it know is not this Mike guy. Richards, the Seinfeld actor. Yeah, I, no, it's not him. It's it's I, who is this guy? So I'm like, okay, this guy must have crushed it. Yeah, he's the executive producer of the show. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Incredible. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I love this. We're gonna we're gonna enthrall America with a year of celebrity hosts and just trying to figure out the right one. We're gonna get everybody talking about it. And then I'm going to appoint myself the host of my show. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. Bruh, he did it. This was the most. We are this is the craziest setup in the world. This is definitely how black people feel when they go to get hired 
They like, oh. yo. <laughs> oh, no. They oh, just no. struck all these, they struck all these people in, but we knew exactly who was going to get the job. Oh, and no. it was me. <laughs> the, the boss's son. <laughs> I'm sorry, Anderson Cooper and uh, Aaron Rodgers, you are now black. <laughs> it's, a, hey, it's a similar situation when the psychopath CEO of Little Caesars installed himself as head of marketing. Like it was the same energy, same energy. Exactly. I can't believe that. Right. So he's the executive producer of Jeopardy, and and instead of all these potential hosts that everybody's been clamoring for, he disappointed himself. Like Lavaro had energy behind him. People wanted Lavar yes. and, and, and Ken yes. Jennings, the yes. the yeah. number one winner of all time. Ken was the other uh-huh. one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Both of who are like the the exact producers like, eh, I'm just not seeing it, guys. I think I think you know what we need? We need you know this, what? Show needs I'm not energy. a behind the scenes guy. I'm an in front of the scenes guy. I'll show you on the biggest <laughs> stage in game shows. That it reminds me of I'm, remember you know, when I'm kind uh, of behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. Remember when Dick Cheney was put in charge of figuring out the vice pre- who should be vice president for George W. Bush, and after a year long <laughs> search, picked himself for it. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. That's pretty <laughs> but, much what he said. But isn't the actress and and I I I, can't, I don't recall her her name, but, but the actress who was on Big Bang Theory and Blossom, I believe Miamic she's Bialcom or some Bialcom. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's it. I, I think I think she I think they announced after the Mike Richards things and it got uh, you know a less than enthusiastic response from from Jeopardy fans I think they announced that she's going to be hosting as well I don't know if it's going to be two co-hosts at one time or they're alternating Tyler did you read that so my understanding is that she'll be handling like a prime time spinoff of the show but Mike Richards is doing the usual daily the Jeopardy that most of us are familiar with the daily format is so, is so there be is the going to be a producers. celebrity version of of Jeopardy right. with her yeah. hosting yeah yeah which was only, which was like conciliatory, I think, on their point, on their part, because they, because nobody was happy about when people said Mike Richards. Everybody was like, "A, we don't like this guy. B, apparently he has some kind of shady lawsuits in his past, which really was put a, puts Dis- out a bad He has message. discrimination lawsuits uh, yeah. of hiring people. Like, well, he, but, like, are you serious? Producer says, <laughs> yeah, yes. but the executive producer stands by the decision. So this executive producer has right. been sued for discriminatory hiring practices. Discriminate, yeah. Went yeah. through a whole yes. hiring process for the Jeopardy host and appointed himself the guy. And this is his pattern in his career. And now oh and now has to stand by his selection of himself despite the outrage that's justifiably coming their way for the I'm I'm, I'm going to read it. It says Richards has also faced criticism for his involvement in past employment discrimination lawsuits involving women who worked for The Price is Right during his tenure as executive producer there. Wow. Well, that's a... Come there's on, nothing Mike. weird about that. Definitely not a hot button issue that that uh, could get people really, really riled up on the internet these days. Goodness hey. gracious. <laughs> hey, look, wow. hey, look, everybody ain't able. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Everybody ain't able. I'm look. I can't believe he he's been a behind the scenes guy at Price is Right yeah. for ten years and however many years at Jeopardy. And he was just like, you know what? I deserve to be a very famous. Yeah. Host. It's my turn earned now, it. baby. Even it. though I don't do that, and I've never done that, but I am the best option possible. 
It's similar the hubris. to the Think of the ego. The, oh. yeah. Hey, the, the, it's similar to the the 90s baseball film Rookie of the Year. When a young child inherits the Chicago Cubs and immediately installs himself as manager. Like it's it's hey, yeah. take you know, shoot your shot, I guess. You I know? guess. If the door's open, walk through it, you know? I mean Yeah, yeah. I mean nobody can tell him no, apparently. It should have been LeVar. He's executive producer. It should have yeah, been LeVar. I mean, even at least for Without the question. For the, at least for the primetime stuff. I mean, yeah. See, I, I kind of even, yeah, I even like the rotating thing. I thought it was fun to like, it, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, a couple of weeks of this person, a couple of weeks, like they could got a lot of people in the rotation that would have been fun to watch. It, you know, part of it just as the novelty of, I wonder how this person's going to handle hosting mm-hmm. Jeopardy, you know, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. Well, at the end of the day, we get to see what executives do when they're on <laughs> yeah. camera now. So that's great. Um, all right. What do you have, Tyler? All right, so this is a, uh, I feel like every maybe once a year, twice a year, you hear one of these stories about an asteroid in space, and it's coming for Earth, and it's going to miss us by like, you know, they say like a really short amount, like it's going to narrowly miss us, and then you read it, and it's like by 500 million miles. 6,000 miles. Yeah, short. (laughs) That seems relatively safe or whatever. Like So so you kind of, that becomes white noise after a while. People make some jokes about it on the internet, and then then you move on, and that's that. However, this is, we got a little bit of a different story this time around. There is a new asteroid. This asteroid is called Bennu. It's about the size of the Empire State Building, and this one is actually, scientists aren't too sure about how close this is, one is going to land. Now, we're not in trouble because it's actually, it's like a hundred years out. It's like a century away. Okay. But the odds of it actually hitting us are a little bit bigger than, and it's a little bit fuzzy right now, exactly how close it's actually going to be or if it could be on a trajectory with us. So at some point... Between around 2200, 2300, this asteroid, scientists say, could be pulled into Earth's gravitational field and it could then become a real problem for, you know, our grandkids or great grandkids or whoever is in charge of what remains of our of our very hot planet at that point. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Global warming doesn't yeah, take it yeah. out first. They'll, they'll be they'll be so busy worried about the oceans and the ice caps that and now there's an asteroid headed their way as well. Poor the uh, the exact distance becomes crucial around two about twenty one thirty five because Earth's gravity will slingshot Bennu as it passes. So it'll no matter even if it's only getting kind of close our gravitational pull might yank it out of its orbit and on to earth at that point and it'd be on a trajectory that could intersect with us then about 50 years after that the most worrisome day according to the new york times september 24th 2182 when it has almost Man, i got almost, a vacation plan <laughs> me and Cameron were going to summer league that that, uh, that week uh, september 24th uh, darn it by that time spacex will be up uh, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, Elon worst case Jr. scenario, we'll just do like we always do with everything. We'll just shoot it or something. Well, know, what like was that movie where we shot we shot a rocket with Armageddon. Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis up to land Armageddon. on one? Armageddon. Armageddon. We'll just do that. Yeah, yeah I think that's the move. I, I, that's what I was going to ask. You go out for your four-hour space tour, and then you just like mm-hmm. flick an asteroid so it gets off course. It's fine. 
in Armageddon, they had they had this trained astronauts, and then they brought in Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis said, no, no trained astronauts on my flight. We're going up there with my oil buddies. They're the only ones I trust to figure out how to do that. And then they landed on the rock, and they had to drill, what was it, down 80 feet to drop a nuke in there and blow it up before. And I don't know how, I don't know if Michael Bay consulted NASA before coming up with this plan, but I want to say, from my perspective, pretty good plan. It worked out really well for them. It, we don't it, have it, starships it, by then, man. We just gonna phaser them joints. You know what I mean? Like it'll it'll be oh, all like right. a like a disintegration situation. Didn't you see the video game Asteroids where you fly a ship up, you shoot little things at it, and it explodes we, and goes we away? Do that. Done. We're gonna do that. Easy. Let's just cancel it. We can cancel it. Just, <laughs> cancel, just it. cancel that. Can't just pretend that the pretend that the asteroid. Says something we didn't like, we'll just cancel it. It just it doesn't exist that, anymore. Uh, the meteor said all lives matter. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard. I heard <laughs> an asteroid said all lives matter. It's time to cancel I, that. I, do, I'm not down I with do that. feel like I do feel like movies have conditioned us to just be like, you know, there's some catastrophes we just gotta wor- we don't gotta worry about. You'll figure it out. Like asteroids, like no big deal. I've seen this in movies like five times. It's no sweat. Right. They figured it, it out. Every time. It was a great movie. And Aerosmith wrote a real banger for it. So bring it on, <laughs> Asteroid. It was fine in the movie. Or like zombies. It's like, yeah, most of humanity, but you know, the cool people, they're they're just fine. They started a new civilization. We've just been conditioned just nah, not to worry about fi- stuff. We ain't figured the zombie went out yet. The the zombie zombies are zombie movies never end well. Like yeah. it's always like is you by yourself. I've never really seen seen one. Have they ever had a situation where all the zombies were eliminated and life went back to normal? Never. I think okay. so. No, I, I think it's always like the good guys kind of figure out how to get by. Like they figure out. A, yeah. But it's never. But a, there's still zombies out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying every time I watch a zombie movie, every time I watch a zombie movie, I'm like, there's no way I'm getting eaten by a zombie. I'm not going to be <laughs> zombified. I will be. I will lead the outposts of humanity or whatever. You know, right. I've just I, when I watch those movies, I just never am like, I'm the guy that's going to be mauled by by a horde of zombies. I don't I, know. You know. World War Z. Like, yeah. I felt that way until I saw World War Z. And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's no way anybody would survive this. This is impossible to survive. World War Z had fast zombies, though, and that's a problem. If, as long, if the zombies are, like, slouching towards you, like, I feel pretty good about my... I have times to figure something out. But fast zombies in World War Z, man, that's a, Look, that's a problem. crackhead zombies in World War Z, bro, them drugs was like... Ah! See, maybe I just have irrational confidence, but I feel like there's no way I'm not outrunning a zombie horde. I don't care how fast they are. And, you know, it, you I've seen the movies, you know, there's one good guy with like a nunchuck or a broomstick. He'd clear a whole room of zombies. No problem. If he knows what he's doing. Okay. We all seen it. I'll be that guy. That's the only, that's the only character I can relate to in those films. I'm sorry. Where do you go? Do you hide out in like a, like, do you hide, like, do you hole up in a, grocery store so you have access to food you got like two big entrances that you can keep an eye on you don't have to worry about checking all your all the other exits all nah, the time the glass you got yeah, that's a lot of glass yeah, yeah just, hey, glass. no one thinks of this in the zombies movies look humanity's burning it's this is free for all you just take a sweet yacht go park at about 100 yards offshore and you're just living yacht life for like that's a good. year till the zombies die off okay in the meantime you're just hanging out on the yacht wait, wait, you know? how do zombies I, die off do they eat and stuff no, they keep going. Bro, you are going to die on the yacht and be a zombie on the yacht. And they're, they're not getting out there. I'm going to be I'm going to be blasting. No, no, no. you're going to starve to death. 
Nah, I'm in the ocean. It's full of fish, and a re- I got a refrigerator on the yacht. It'll be great. No, It'll be but great. There's I'll no be- water. Well, the other thing too is, hey, you got to go mega, mega, mega yacht that has the helicopters on it. So then yeah, you can have uh-huh. the helicopter to hop out, get yeah. some supplies and gas, and come back. And then it's boop, all boop, salt boop, water. Boop, boop. You're 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 gonna be a prune. No, no, no. The, the the huge mega 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 yachts can desalinate the the salt water, yeah. so you got uh-huh. unlimited yeah, fresh water. I'm just chilling. Mega, I'm just chilling. Mega, mega yacht. Yeah. You just need fuel and food. If you can get a big yacht out, if you can get a, a Jeff Bezos size yacht out there, then then I like your odds. But there, that's a lot. There's it's a, a lot floating that goes island. That. Where are you getting yeah. the fuel from? You got yeah. the helicopter. You if you go get supplies at the Costco. And then, you know, you land on the roof of the Costco, you drop in, get what you need. And that's how you get killed. That's when you get killed. A life or death situation, (laughs) life or death situation, you could put me in almost any vehicle and I feel like I could figure out. Don't the zombies, I've again, never seen one. Don't they congregate to populous areas because they're looking for people to eat? So so. go out to the Costco from Montana. There ain't nobody, no zombies are out there in Montana. They've all gone to the urban centers. Then you have to look out for the, the you know the the crazy people that are roaming the countryside because yeah, a, as every as, as you learn in every zombie movie it's mm. humans that are the real monsters oh. you know uh, yeah. some people why. just can't handle it they crack they yeah. they snap they 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 become yeah. they become more dangerous than the zombies and in Montana you're already get you're already close to that in Montana anyway like that's yeah. those people are those people are just hoping for a zombie apocalypse to give them a chance. I'm telling you right now, in the zombie apocalypse, Derek, all that, uh, all that uh, freedom and liberation stuff I was talking about is over. I'm about to go join all of the Make America Great Again people with all the guns. Like, hey, <laughs> Wait, hey, do guns up, work guys? on zombies? <laughs> do guns work on zombies? I don't yeah. even know. Headshot. It's got to be a headshot. Hey, yeah. look, so hey, it's guys, not like listen. a Dracula. You have to do a wooden stake through the heart uh-uh, or anything like that. Just got to do a headshot. Yeah. All them boys can Remarkably shoot. Remarkably easy They've to been kill. prepping the whole yeah. time. They ain't got no mask. They ain't been no. vaccinated. So they not that's zombies. True. I'm like, yeah, look, guys. True. Hey, look. I know... You know, we had a tattered past in the past, but look, bro, I'm here. I can help y'all. Like, so question. Now they're the undead. Is there a time limit? Is it the actual decomposition that they've that that corpse has experienced? So these are only people that die like in the last year. Because if it's multiple yeah. multiple years, it would just be skeletons. Or does it mean all time everybody who's ever died and is in the ground will get reformed into this state? Nah, now what? Well, just depends on the. Uh, you kind of see it both on ways. the version. Be- because yeah, if yeah. it's if it's the former where it's just recent deaths to yeah. they still have uh, their flesh on them then there's a finite number of those zombies out there. And if they die by guns, we outnumber them. And so we can take care yeah, but of it's, the it's, situation. It's millions of people though. Like, but it, not it, that it, it died just... in the last year. Tyler, do you have, I don't, I know you're a comic book fan and you're probably more from more familiar with the source material than the TV adaptation, but in Walking Dead, I mean, th- that show has been going on for like a decade now, almost. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so, think, I think exactly did, a decade. Yeah. How how do they handle the passage of time when it comes to you know the zombie star or, or do you know I, I mean I, I I'm assuming you you've read I, the I feel like it's kind of loose novel. mechanics in there but my but my understanding it's kind of like it's kind of like it's a halfway between what Cameron and Derek are saying here like they there's enough there's enough like raw meat material out there for the zombies to keep <laughs> infecting that there's constant waves of new there's fresh zombie zombies. waves coming in all the time mm-hmm. because another community will get infected and. uh and people are done as we've seen 
you can't really trust humans to act in their own best self-interest during a pandemic, zombie or otherwise. <laughs> so just because there's best, just because we sitting here rationally can figure out what a best practice would be, that doesn't mean everybody in America, let alone the world, is gonna is gonna fall on that same practice. I'm immune to zombies. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, in Walking Dead, everybody's infected too. So yeah. it's it's not if you get bit. It's just if you die. It's in the like air. if yeah. you die. That's what happens. So. You know, that's that's a big issue, too. We, 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 we're seeing legitimate civil unrest right now over discussions of whether a third grader needs to wear a piece of cloth on their face for four hours a day. There's no way we're handling a zombie apocalypse. Well, oh, yeah, like, it's taken a very minor thing to watch social we order just dissolve in front of us. You know, Lord <laughs> of the Flies. That's yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lord of the flies. Humans, the real right. monsters. Remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah. remember Alright, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Jackie Hill Perry joins us. You're listening to Parcels. The song is coming back. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, our guest today is Jackie Hill Perry. She's a best-selling author, poet, speaker, and teacher. She and her husband, Preston, co-host a podcast where they discuss all areas of life. Jackie has a new book coming out on Tuesday titled Holier Than Thou, which explores the importance and power of God's holiness. Uh, She sat down with our very own Emily Brown, who we mentioned earlier, to discuss how our understanding of holiness impacts our view of God in addition to our walk with Him. Here's our conversation with Jackie Hill Perry. always very interested in all things God. Not to say that I'm super spiritual, but more so just really trying to understand the ins and outs of his nature. Um, and holiness has always been kind of lofty, uh, but also I think discouraging at times because it felt like a lot of the books I read about holiness uh, just centered on sin so much where I walked away, um, I guess, less inspired to pursue God and more introspective of how much I've failed and so I just wondered man I I think holiness is bigger than this and I think it's more beautiful than this and so let me explore uh, how God's holiness uh, is an incentive for me to trust him more and I felt like that was just a different angle uh, than what I've read before so that's what happened yeah I feel like holiness is it's one of those big words that we use but we don't always think about what it means Mm -hmm. Um, so 
how would you, in your own words, how do you describe holiness? Yeah, well, it really just means separate, set apart. Uh, and God as holy means he is separated from us in the sense that he is different and unique because he exists differently from us. Like, for example, everybody that exists was created. <laughs> God wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, so automatically he's just completely different. All of us are dependent. God isn't. He doesn't need anyone but himself to be himself. Uh, and so that that's what sets him apart. But what also sets him apart is his moral righteousness, his, his moral purity. It's that he cannot sin, will not sin, cannot look upon evil. Of Jesus, it was said that there was no sin found in him, no deceit in his mouth. And so holiness is just being separated from all that is common. Uh, we become holy insofar as we become like God. And so... I think many of the ways that holiness has been framed, especially those who have a holier than thou posture about themselves, I think they are the ones that have kind of um, kind of discouraged or uh, limited our view of holiness in more ways than one. I feel like one thing I, I hear a lot too is that set apartness that God has, it almost makes him kind of like unattainable or unreachable mm-hmm. because he's so set apart. Um, but then we also look at scripture where it says, you know, draw near to him and Mm -hmm. like to go to him. So, you know, how do you, how do you balance holiness with like, how how do you balance having a right view of God with Mm. having a right relationship with him? Yeah. Um, cause there are two extremes. There's the extreme where God is so transcendent that there is no nearness or intimacy And I think you can see that in some fundamentalists' uh, relationships with God, where they know all the things, but their faith seems dead. You know, there's no zeal, there's no joy, there's no uh, power in the way they live out their Christian faith, in the way they talk about their relationship with God. But then there are those who become so familiar, he is so close and so near that they begin to treat him like commonplace where there's a lack of reverence. Right. And so I think to hold the tension is faith. (laughs) It's to say that, man, God is high and lifted up, but he has also came near to me through Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, that's the thing. Have reverence, but lean into the fact that you're also supposed to have a relationship. Do you think that there's something within our culture that, kind of keeps us from viewing God's holiness like, you know, the rest of history has. Mm, I imagine so. Um, Because I think what it boils down to is distraction and the lack of meditation. Like I I remember I was on a panel and a pastor, he was talking about teenagers, but I think this is all of us. And he was saying how most of us go to bed with our phones in our hands, right? And how the last thing before we drift off to sleep that happens is that we have our phones on. And he was like, imagine 20, 30 years ago in that space, people just had quiet. And so there was room for meditation and there was room for prayer and there was room for just contemplation about spiritual things or good things or not so good, things, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I think there's something about that where our lack of uh, stillness, I think affects our ability to think deeply about God and the things of God. And so 
yeah, I, I would imagine that the people that came before us just had more time to think deeply about stuff. And therefore, that's why they produce these works uh, that we are all trying to drink from. You know, I don't want to give away the the book, but, um, you know, this it's about how God's holiness can teach us to trust him more. So um, in your experience, how has leaning and learning about God's holiness kind of grown your trust in him? The best way I'll describe it is, you know, as like humans, we really don't trust each other. <laughs> and, and rightly yeah. so sometimes, you know, yeah. because I say in the book how we know ourselves enough to know that because we are sinner, er, sinners, everyone has the potential to hurt us. Everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. Maliciously or not maliciously. The people we love most hurt us too, right? And so I think the really intriguing and fascinating thing about God is that his motives are always pure. Always. Like ev everything he does and, and thinks and speaks and orchestrates comes out of a native goodness. And I think resting in that and believing that has legit transformed my faith because I just come to God with my guard down more often than not. You know, it's like, man, I can tell you what's happening. I can confess this thing. I can say I'm frustrated. I can like, you know, or if I go to his scriptures and he says, for example, take up your cross and die. I can trust that it's a wise thing to do. <laughs> and so I, I think that's how it's transformed my faith is that I just really do believe that God has really good and pure intentions towards me. And it's amazing what that will really do with your intimacy with God when you tap into it. Jackie Hill Perry. Hey, you can hear more of that conversation over at relevantmagazine.com. Don't miss it. Go check it out. Also, make sure to get her new book. It's called Holier Than Thou. It goes out on Tuesday. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's Relevant News. listening to Jelani Aria. The song is From These Heights. Okay, it's time for Relevant News. Relevant News is where we tell you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture each week. Tyler uh, is our senior editor and is covering all that stuff on our site and our socials. Uh, what's going on this week, man? All right. So this was this is a story that, that came across uh, that that I would love I love you all's take on because it, it brought to mind a few uh, two two entities. One of whom I really hadn't thought about very much in a long time, and that entity is a somebody I don't like to give a lot of airtime, but we do need to talk for a minute about Westboro Baptist Church, who I'd imagine we're all pretty familiar with. The Wait, they're still uh, around church. I mean, yeah, I know. I kind of thought that they had, and I don't think they're around. Please in the, put church in quotations. Yeah, they're not. They're not the same cultural force they were. You know, like 
2011, 2012, I feel like they, those those guys were everywhere, and they were, you know, they yeah. they would show up at at like soldiers' funerals and, and various generally good things, and they really just like to cause problems with very angry signs about how much God hates America and hates you, and judgment is coming, and and it really just felt like a very performative trolling form of of like quote unquote Christianity. I, I think we're all pretty familiar with them. They really since their founder Fred. Phelps passed away, they have not had the same reach. And I think most news organizations have very wisely, including Relevant, chosen to ignore them for the most part. And that's the best thing you can do. The reason that we are talking about them today is because they evidently are in a long-standing feud with the Foo Fighters. Uh, Dave Grohl and the rest of his band, whenever they're in Kansas, Westboro shows up with their signs and they start protesting the Foo Fighters concert. And I don't know what it is, you know, they don't really need a reason, but I don't know what the Foo Fighters exactly do that makes them think that God hates the Foo Fighters, especially. But, but rock they, and roll, that's man. That's that they have. Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames, man. They rock just a little too hard. He's got the long yeah. hair. Yeah, he rocks a little too hard. He rocks harder than that's other right. rock bands. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you got to cut off the head of the snake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We got we to have a limit to how hard we're rocking here. Okay, we can't just be rocking that hard. <laughs> the Bible is very clear. Yeah, the Bible is very clear. Once drums enter the equation, you're already in sin. Uh-huh. But <laughs> you put you put a saucy guitar lick. Yeah, how loud the amps get. Yeah, that's yeah. and Dave Grohl is a drummer by trade. That's his his first job was as a rock and roll drummer. So maybe that's why as well as he's like we can't have a front man who's also a drummer. That's just too much sin for one band. Mm-hmm. So in any case, in any case, whatever the reason is, they there has been a longstanding feud here. Now, apart from this, the Foo Fighters. Uh, and I don't know, Jesse, I know you're a big Dave Grohl fan, so maybe you've been following this oh, yeah. a little bit. Uh, do you know that the Foo Fighters have started their own spinoff cover band of the Bee Gees called the DGs? Uh, DG for Dave Grohl. I have not. Do they just perform Bee Gees covers? It is just Bee Gees covers. They dress up in in like Bee Gees, like like leisure suits and uh, yeah. and zoot suit paraphernalia, and they they look very different. But they, they curl the hair kind of like you would in the seventies, instead of it just being long mm-hmm. rocker hair. And they play Bee Gees mm-hmm. songs. And I don't know. I think they do separate tours as the Bee Gees. I don't know if these are as well attended as Foo Fighters concerts, but they've entered kind of the <laughs> I would think not. who cares yeah. stage yeah. of their <laughs> yeah. career. You know. <laughs> they, they can yeah, do whatever exactly. they want. <laughs> yeah, like the, the I was once in Nirvana stage of their career. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter at this point. I, I got my cred. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Those are our two players here, and uh, and the Foo Fighters showed up. They were there. They played a concert in Kansas. Sure enough, Westboro Baptist was on the lawn, ready to protest them. And this time, the DGs decided that they weren't going to take this protest. They were going to ignore the protest. They were going to take it sitting down. And in fact, they got out a flatbed truck. They put their full band on the back of it, like you see in the parade. So they're out there playing. They rolled by the counter protest, the Westboro protest, to play a. Uh, show for them. They, they played the Bee Gees hit, You Should Be Dancing. And Clark, I think we even have a clip of Dave Grohl's little speech that he gave to Westboro Baptist before they started playing. Ladies and gentlemen, I got something to say. Because you know what? I love you. I do. The way I look at it, is I love everybody. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Can't you just love everybody? 
Because I think it's about love. That's what I think. I think we're all about love. And you shouldn't be hating. You know what y'all should be doing? You should be dancing. One, two, you know what to do. Go! Oh! And you can see him go, you can see him launch in from there. It, it is funny how music disarms, you know, you know, weird situations. I remember this guy, there was, it was some, you know, horrible white supremacist march in Charleston, South Carolina a few years ago. And one man with a sousaphone really helped change the tone of that. When he walked, <laughs> he marched behind the KKK, just going, womp, womp. Womp, womp, with a, with a giant yes, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> it, it's like, it, it really changes the dynamic of a hate march at that point, you know? Like, it, it, you know, the, the comedy factor uh, is pretty surprising. <laughs> yes, it changes everything. <laughs> they're so mad they're so mad it's like you're ruining our vibe man blood and soil doesn't have the same doesn't have the same ferocious power to it when you got that that soundtrack to it that's so good calling on musicians go mess with trolls yeah that's not bad it's not it's really it's not not a bad idea and it is it is like girls little message there like it's all about love love everybody like i I don't think that that's necessarily the the like you know it's maybe a little bit woo woo for for like actual theology, but uh, I do, right. am impressed with anybody who can stand in front of Westboro Baptist and say I love you while they're saying you should go like that. That takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of character. And and you can kind of you can see <laughs> if you watch this video, you can see there's a lady with a sign that you know it says God hates you, and she's trying to like stand firm, but you can see her hips moving a little bit. She can't stop. <laughs> she, she can't she can't quite. She can't quite turn it off. God, hey, listen, listen, the Bee Gees are catchy. Okay, the yeah, Bee Gees are catchy. Are it's the Bee Gees go hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go hard. Yeah. It, it, by the way, speaking of Westboro Baptist, Megan Phelps Roper, who de- who was a part of the you know the Westboro you know cult, who defected mm-hmm. years ago, she was recently a guest. There's a really great pod called "A Slight Change of Plans" with uh, this neuropsychologist, and it talks about you know the change that she experienced in her life. But it's really interesting, not just from the, the psychology aspect of the of the conversation. It's really interesting, but you know, when she talks about what was the impetus for her change and leaving that cult was people, you know, basically showing a degree of graciousness and kindness with her, Hmm. even when she was only returning it with hate and sort of, and even when, you know, people, when they would respond to her, it was within good faith and good nature. That's what led to her change, you know, not fighting hate with hate, but, you know, taking this really kind of kind and thoughtful while still standing firm in your belief approach, that's what led her uh, to change. Tyler, have you have you interviewed Megan before? No, we've we've discussed it a few times, and uh, and we she's always very responsive. Or back when she first defected and then wrote a book about it, uh, I did yeah. reach out a few times, and she was always very pleasant to talk to. But but still, ultimately, felt like at that time she did not want to go public with her story. Yeah, that's what it was. It was for the magazine, and and what it came down to, I remember there's no images. She she didn't want to, so we had nothing to show in the magazine. Yeah, even yeah. if she and talked to us. I think she us. also had some worries about being. She doesn't want to be known, understandably, as the cult girl right. forever. You know, that was right. a very right. dark right. part right. of her life, and and you know, something she wants to be associated with. Yeah, 
Yeah, but yeah. but if you if you do want to hear her, I mean this this is years. I mean this th- that conversation with her is probably a decade ago almost. But if if you want to hear a recent one, um, you know where she is kind of opening up about it, just because they're you know kind of in conversation right now. And you know, honestly, going back to our our discussion earlier about just the state of discourse about what kind of what kind of conversations and what tone actually can affect change in people. It's not hostility or, or kind of one upsmanship. A lot of times it's just thoughtfulness and kindness and giving people a little grace to vent. And you know, that's what led to some change in her life. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for relevant news for all the latest. Follow us every day. We're posting all day long, every day over at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, Facebook and Twitter gets all the content. Every once in a while we post on Instagram as well. Follow us. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, Emily joins us for our new game, Dumb Luck. You're listening to Lauren Daigle. The song is Tremble, the live version. All right. Well, it's Friday the 13th today. So it's time for the debut of Dumb Luck. Dumb Luck. <laughs> Dumb Luck. A little Monster Mash vibe for the very. Clark, is, did you, is that your voice in there? Oh, yeah. It is. Florida is. Wow. is the goat with I, it, these can, intros. Clark, can I get a full-fledged Friday the 13th novelty song for, for from you? Like, I, I can't. <laughs> that's too short of a clip. I need the whole song. Please. You need the whole thing? Well, yeah. we, we can play it again. I mean, if y'all want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just put it on loop. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb luck. Dumb luck. <laughs> that's not kind of scary. I don't even lie. You know what I'm saying? That's Friday the 13th. It's supposed to be. It, it, it reminds me. It re- too, can sure. I be honest? What it reminds me of. It, this is a deep gut reference. But I, uh, when Donald Glover on Thirty Rock did the werewolf, um, the werewolf bar mitzvah song. Do you guys yeah, remember that episode? I do. And it, it's, er, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was it Tracy Jordan? Yeah, um, yeah. It, it definitely throws those vibes. So, so congratulations, Clark. Well, a little over one in ten Americans do actually believe that Friday the 13th is either definitely or probably unlucky with around a third of Americans saying that they're either somewhat or very superstitious. That's why Americans still cross their fingers, knock on wood, and check their horoscopes before going outside. But Americans aren't the only superstitious people out there. There are superstitions from all over the world, followed with varying degrees of seriousness that people use to keep their good luck meter from running out. So just like in America, most people in these countries don't really believe these superstitions but do but some do and the legacy has lasted long enough that they're often part of the cultural fabric in the following questions you will be asked about international superstitions the person who gets the most correct answers will win seven years of good luck that's the game that's dumb luck now joining us to play this game i mentioned at the beginning of the show is uh relevance newest staffer uh emily brown downtown emily brown welcome to the show emily hey glad to be here guys nice to meet everyone uh, so, okay, going around the horn, you work with me and Tyler every day, but Jesse, yes. relevant legend. You haven't met Jesse yet, have you? I've not met Jesse. This is Great our first to meet time you, meeting. Welcome, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. And Thank you. Uh, Thank Derek you. Minor, uh, Grammy winning artist, producer, 
He's a he's got a record label mogul, Derek Miner. Have you ever met Derek? I actually have met Derek. Um, mm-hmm. He's not going to remember this at all, and that's oh, really no. okay. Um, he so I went to Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches, Texas, and he was here a couple years ago. Okay, do you remember that, Derek? Yeah, Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches. I remember being so scared being in that place. I was like, <laughs> where? <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Where is East this Texas. place? Deep East Texas. Like, like yeah. yo, for sure. Like, the yeah. airport was way mad far away. But, I, yeah. I, I, that show was lit, though. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah, it was a good one. You, my homegirl, Jasmine Stoker, she's from out. Yes. She was uh, at the up. Jazz, yeah, that's what's up. I ain't no game. We went to uh, uh, Whataburger, Whataburger afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. we got the um the cheddar. Y'all introduced me to the cheddar butter biscuit because I never had or the uh was the honey butter biscuit. Honey butter you know biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey butter biscuit. Honey butter I had never biscuit, had it. That's what it is. Yeah. They, that's what we talking about. So and yeah. every time you th- mention th- it, it you gets that. better. It's, yeah, it's a honey biscuit. And you, you leveled it up three times. Honey, <laughs> honey biscuit. Honey butter. Honey butter. Chicken. chicken what? <laughs> that's it. Though. That's that's where it stops. And did you guys meet actually? So it wasn't just, you weren't just at the show. So, you like introduced yourself. Okay, so. Technically, so we met because I actually gave you coffee, Derek. So I was not at the Waterburger. A lot of my friends went with, to Waterburger with you, but oh, I okay. gave you coffee at one point. And I actually <laughs> didn't want to give you coffee. Because I probably needed it. <laughs> well, so I actually didn't want to give you coffee because it was late. And I was an intern for my church. And my pastor came in and was like, hey, I need a cup of coffee. And I was being a little sassy. And I said, I really don't want to. Can you just like get it somewhere else? He was like, it's actually not for me, it's for Derek. And I was like, well, is he even here right now? Like, and I was kind of fighting it. And then you <laughs> walked up and you're like, hey, I'm Derek. And I said, oh, hey, here, let me get this cup of coffee for you. <laughs> Derek walks in. Hi, Where was the coffee me. at? Could I, I mean, was it like, was it? It, was at, my, it had... was at our church or something. Like, because I remember being in the church kitchen and you came in there. Derek, oh, Derek okay. walks in. Hello, my name's Grammy nominated singer Derek Miner. What's a guy got to do to get a cup of coffee around here? Okay. Yeah. I was tired and wanted to go home, and my pastor was like, you, "You need to get a cup of coffee." I was like, "Okay." See, so, y'all, y'all could have just pointed me in the direction of the coffee. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing: it was probably past 6 p.m., which is when everything closes in Nacogdoches because it's such a small oh, town. So gotcha. I was really your only shot at coffee. Nacogdoches sounds like it could be like a delicious dessert that's served like you know around. <laughs> like, would you like some Nacogdoches? It's like it sounds like a delightful place. It definitely uh, should I, have yeah. like some sort of chocolate espresso crema somewhere around there. Ooh. Like, it sounds very, very, very delectable uh-huh. for sure. But it's nothing like that. It's it's, it's not, literally not nothing even close. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was very scared. Yeah. Now that we know that Emily resisted having a servant's heart. But okay. ultimately, one time. did the right one thing time. by Derek. We can move on. Play story. I don't redemption. know what the lesson was. Like, be sassy to your pastor, but then when the guest <laughs> walks in, snap to attention and be helpful. I don't know what. I don't know what the lesson is. Me and my pastor are good friends, so it's 
it was not mean. He knows he knows my heart. I was just yeah. tired. <laughs> Your heart is being lazy. Your heart's like, I don't want okay, to. No. Damn. Totally hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Put a little too much dip on your chip. <laughs> Pastor, I don't have any other way to say this, but if you ask me for a cup of coffee again, I will throw a scolding hot cup right in your face. Down his back up. We're fine. friends. I, was, I can say this. Fine. We're friends. Don't worry about it. I was an intern. I was tired. I just wanted to go home. I did not want to make a cup of coffee. Did you enjoy the concert, though? Before we move yeah. on, did you enjoy the concert? Oh, yeah. It was so good. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. The, Derek Minor hype lives up. Live, Derek Derek shows do live up to the hype. So, all right. Uh, okay. Here's what we're doing. Since Tyler wrote the game and I'm hosting the game, Tyler's going to sit out. Uh, it's going to be Jesse, Derek, and Emily all versus each other. Okay. Do it. So we got multiple choice questions, which is Tyler's love language. It's multiple mm-hmm. choice. And uh, we'll just go around the horn. All right. First up, Jesse, here we go. While birthdays are usually associated with good times and fun memories in Russia, it's considered bad luck to A, have a birthday on a Friday. B, be friends with someone with the same birthday. C, get a happy early birthday wish. Happy early birthday. Or D, celebrate your birthday in someone else's home. Which one in Russia is bad luck? (laughs) I hope it's not celebrating someone else's home. That'd be a bummer. I mean, you just have to sit home on your birthday. You can't go anywhere. Um, I would say it seems like it seems plausible to me that it would be bad luck for, you know, to be friends with someone that has your same birthday. That that Mm -hmm. seems like something that could be a thing. Actually, uh, if somebody wishes you a happy early birthday, it's bad luck. In Russia. That seems like a very nice thing to do. You know, just get it out of the way early so you don't miss it. That's what I always say. Hey, Derek, here's yours. You're up. Uh, In Mexico, an old superstition says placing two mirrors facing each other. Two mirrors facing each other may, A, reverse time. B, open a doorway to hell. C, awaken love. Or D, bring courage. Oh, it's definitely doorway to hell. Yep, that is correct in Mexico. If you face two mirrors together, it's going to open a doorway to hell. Probably true. That's That's, terrifying. that's That's not just true in Mexico. Never tried it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's in the Bible. I think that's actually- see. Here's the problem. Okay, this is the problem with that one. Which this is why I would tell y'all that this ain't true because uh-huh. I'm bald headed and I shave my own head. And the only way to do it is I have to put one mirror behind me so I can uh-huh. see the back of my head. Oh, uh-huh. So uh, I've been having mirrors on mirrors on mirrors for a couple of years, and Tempting it ain't fate, open man. no doorway to hell yet. Yeah. Tempting yeah. fate. <laughs> Listen, I read the Bible. I know better. Emily, you're up. Here we go. In Japan, leaving your chopsticks in a bowl of rice is said to bring bad luck because A, the resting chopsticks look like the number four, which is unlucky in Japan. B, the resting chopsticks look like gravestones symbolizing death. C, the resting chopsticks suggest you won't finish your meal, which is rude. Or D, it's not bad luck to leave your chopsticks in a bowl of rice in Japan. What is this question? Um, That's a Tyler question for sure. My goodness. I've never even thought about where I leave my chapstick. Um, Well, you don't live in Japan. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Okay, what was the third one? Third one was the resting chopsticks suggest you won't finish your meal, which is rude. I don't know why. I feel that one. Let's go with that. The answer is the resting chopsticks look like the number four, which is unlucky in Japan. You made a four in your bowl and therefore bad luck. 
There you go. Can I just say, when you first read that question, I thought you said your chapstick. And I was like, this is an oddly specific superstition. Like, how often is people just (laughs) dropping used things of chapsticks into bowls of rice? This is a weirdly specific thing they're concerned about here. Yeah, sorry. Annunciation. All right, here we go. Jesse, you're up. In many countries, the gift of a knife or a blade can be said to sever the relationship. However, this curse can be broken if you give the friend a blank in return. So if you give the gift of a knife, it's going to sever your relationship. But if you give the friend a blank, the curse can be broken. Is it a feather, a horseshoe, a stone, or a coin? Why would you give any of those gifts? I mean, I you'd like, hey, buddy, thanks. Hey, thanks for this great Cutco. I've been using it every night. It's a fantastic, yeah. it's a fantastic blade for my kitchen. I'm sure it costs you a lot of money. I appreciate it. great early birthday present. Here's a feather. <laughs> like, who's, like, what scenario is this? I, I mean, I'm just gonna go coin here, but none of this makes any sense to me. Coin is the correct answer. You're on the board. I like it. All right. So right now, Jesse has one. Derek has one. Emily has none. Right? Minecraft. For now. Yeah. yeah, for now. Nice. For now. All right, for sure, Derek, for now. you're up. In the Philippines, you should always make time for a pit stop instead of going immediately back home after a blank. Is it first date, funeral, job interview, or doctor's visit? In Definitely the first date. No, funeral. You have to kind of get the juju off of you. Get the juju off of mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Oh, All right. Dark. <laughs> well, it's Friday the 13th. Yeah, All right. And, Is it so dark? And we, and, Emily, you're up. Here we go. In Lithuania, it's frowned upon to blank indoors. Frowned upon to blank indoors since doing so is believed to summon evil spirits. Is it sneeze, cuss, whistle, or snap your fingers? Lithuania. Gosh, I want it to be snap your fingers because that's just kind of funny. Um, I'm going to go with sneeze because that's the like an old... Whistle. The answer is whistle. It's going to like beckon them. Like a pipe whistling. Whistling, whistling is, is, is terrifying, though, for sure. Yeah. Wait, I why remember, is whistling terrifying? Well, listen, uh, one night, every serial killer whistles before he kills yeah. people. Is one, that a fact? One night, one night before dinner, what, it was very late at night, and I heard whistling, and I looked out, and there was a man in a toga at the end of my driveway whistling. And it <laughs> turns out, turns out, Little Caesars was just offering a too large for ten dollar deal that night, so it was not a big deal. Yeah. But it, it is unsettling to hear in the yeah. middle of the night. For sure, for sure. All right, Jesse. The Germans love bread. The Germans love to cheer to your health, but you must never do this, or the cheers is actually a wish of death. Is it? Oh, wow. look the person you're cheersing in the eye. Cheers okay. with water. Touch your glass to the table after you cheers, but before you drink, or clink the glass before you finish saying cheers, or in German, Prost. I would say clink the glass because it'd the be answer, very weird. The answer of cheersing not from health, but to, is a wish of death, is cheersing hey. with water. Water? Water. The Germans love beer. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Know that one. Yeah. yeah. I think big beer came beer. up with that superstition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, that yeah, feels that like seems a big fishy. beer thing. Yeah. Natty, Natty, Natty Light. Natty yeah. Light was like, Natty Light spread the rumors. Hey, hey, you're at the bar. <laughs> you're going to kill people if you drink water. You need to order some. Don't never cheer its water. To be safe, don't drink water at all. 
Just, 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 just right. Just, just, just Natty I'll say this though. I don't think anyone's ever poured a natty ice into a glass. Like I don't think anyone's ever cheered that. It only comes it only comes in giant tall boy sizes. That's and, it. Uh, natty, yeah. Them natty them natty ice, boy. I'm telling you, bro. I know some people that be gone off them things, bro. <laughs> All right, Derek, you're up. In America, it's bad manners to put your shoes on the table. In Britain, it's bad luck because shoes on the table are are uh, a are an open invitation for demons to start walking in them. B oh. suggests peasants think they should stand taller than the queen. C mm. were thought to harbor rats during the Black Plague. Or D used to be a way to tell a family that a member had passed away. These are heavy. It's Friday the Thirteenth. What you say was the question? Can you repeat the question? And so in America, it's bad manners to put your shoes on the table, but in Britain, hey, it's well. bad luck. To put your shoes on the table because one of those reasons. I think I'm gonna go with D. Uh, that it used to be a way to tell a family member that a member had passed away, or tell a family yeah. that a member. That is correct. That I don't understand right. it, but that is correct. That is that is savage. That is savage. Imagine, imagine walking down to breakfast and be like. Uh, why are grandma's shoes on the table? <laughs> please tell me. Please tell me that a demon why is in the market. Grandma's, why are grandma's please shoes tell on me the that table. a demon's in the market for new slippers because. <laughs> that would be, that's, that's, that's rough. Listen, no, she lived a long life. You. She lived a long life. Now eat your, eat your bacon. They're right next to grandma's old slippers. Maybe it was a way to like lighten the mood a little bit. Like, is it kind of like a funny, like fun way to like, hey, special shoe on the table day, like a way to you know kind of soften the blow. <laughs> For some reason, it seems less sanitary. That like yeah. it's a bad idea to put shoes on the table, but like, oh, it's not no big deal. It's a dead person's shoes. She we died in them. To the she was wearing yeah, yeah, when she, she died. Let's put them on the table. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Is it the ones they died in, or is it just like any old shoe? I don't know. I think I don't know. Does it have to I, be I their shoes? I don't want to alarm in them. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to alarm anyone, but she did die from a lethal foot fungus. So it's, uh, you know, but anyway, we, it's tradition's tradition. And airborne, contagious, lethal foot fungus. All right, uh, Emily, you're up. All right, here we go. Um, pay attention to which hand is itchy in Turkey. Okay, pay attention to which hand is itchy in Turkey because in Turkey, A, an itchy right hand means love is near, but an itchy left hand means heartbreak. B, an itchy right hand means you're about to be rich, but an itchy left means financial ruin. C, an itchy right hand means your lifespan is increasing, but an itchy left means it's shortening. Or D, itchy right hand means your guardian angel is happy, but an itchy left means she's upset with you. I have no idea. Um, I'll go with the finances. Uh, An itchy right hand means you're about to be rich, but an itchy left means financial ruin is correct. That is the actual superstition in Turkey. You're on the board. Welcome. In Germany, Germany, actually, if you have an itchy right hand and you had touched grandma's slippers that were on the table, you're going to need to get looked at immediately because... It was a it was a rapid dissension from Britain, grandma. Whatever whatever it's she had Britain. was with yeah if, yeah if your hands itchy I get that checked out right I get now. that checked out right now. All right, Jesse, you're up. All right, a few more. Here we go. Uh, in fr- wait, what is this? What's the score now, Clark or Tyler? Help me out. Is it ones all around? Jesse is one. Derek is two. Emily is one. Oh, Derek's, Derek's one. All right, perfect. 
Round three. Here we go. Just I'm trying to get this seven years of uh, good luck for sure. You know what I'm saying? In France, this action can, counterintuitively actually means you're coming into good luck. Okay. In France, this action counterintuitively actually means you're coming into good luck. Is it A, stepping in dog poop? B, pass gas in front of your crush? Z, getting a zit on your face or tripping over your shoelaces? Mm. I I think tripping over the shoelace seems. In France, it's stepping in dog poop means good luck is on its way. Mm. It's actually like I've heard the superstition in America that if you get pooped on by a bird, good yeah. luck is yeah. good things are about to happen. That's why I go. Oh, I thought that was bad. In France, look, I go out of bad. my way to step, step in dog poop. You just never know. Mm. Yeah, listen. Yeah, I, just look I, I, I feel like that was someone did, trying to make lemonade out of lemons. They were like, oh, I stepped in dog poop, but it's <laughs> yeah. good for me. I, you stepped in dog poop. He's like, it means I, good luck. I'm yeah, happy about yeah. it. That's that's <laughs> definitely how that happened. Listen, sure. listen, I, I know it, it was already concerning that grandma's slippers were on the table, but grandma was French and she was a very lucky person. So those things were contaminated. That's what I'm trying to say. Is I feel like grandma's slippers idea. is going to stick with Jesse for a long time. He's not going to give up on that. <laughs> They're contaminated. She was French. It's like the song Grandma's Hands. But she she was French and very superstitious and had like eight dogs. So you do the math on that. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you're up. Here we go. In Syria, one superstition became so widely believed in 1933 that this toy was actually banned in Syria in the belief that they caused droughts. Okay, there's a superstition that this toy caused droughts. Hula hoops, puppets, yo-yos, or roller skates. 1933. What was it again? So What's in Syria, options? in 1933, the superstition was so widely believed that this toy was actually banned on the belief that it caused droughts in Syria. Okay. Hula hoops, puppets, yo-yos, or roller skates? Hula hoops, puppets, yo-yos, or roller skates? I'm going to go with yo-yo. Yo-yos is correct. They, they right. banned the yo-yos because the yo-yos clearly caused the droughts that the country was experiencing. Hey, look, don't sense. ever underestimate growing up around a bunch of southern superstitious people, brother. It's, it, it's like it's like a, a, a it's it's like a sixth sense to me of how I'm figuring these out. You know what I'm saying? It's calling to me. <laughs> All right, Emily, you're up. Pay attention to what color of flower. White you... people ain't never scared of nothing. Black folks scared of everything. Don't be doing that. Don't be scared. White people don't be scared of nothing. Y'all be jumping off buildings, connecting you, yourself to robots and stuff. You flying in out of space, almost getting to space. Black folks be scared of everything. We scared of heights, dogs. Y'all got all. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's why I'm able to do this. You feel me? On such a high level. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So, okay. Emily, pay attention to what color of flower you give in Russia. Since a gift of yellow flowers is believed to curse the recipient with A, infidelity, laziness, poverty, or anxiety. If you give somebody yellow flowers in Russia, you're cursing them with one of those four things. Can you say them again? Infidelity, laziness, poverty, or anxiety. Those are just like varying levels of bad things. Like some are clearly worse than the others. Um, I'll go with... You know what? Let's do laziness. Why not? The answer is infidelity. My question, Tyler, as you research this, was it that the person is cursed to have infidelity happen to them or that they are cursed to do the infidelity? I was curious about this, too. And actually, it was it was 
unclear in what I was reading. Mm. So, so I think, <laughs> but I think I have a theory, and it's similar to Emily's theory about the dog poop situation, which is somebody got caught cheating, and it was an easy way to turn around. Well, you remember those yellow flowers you gave me last week? Maybe if you hadn't done that, that's that's on so, you. So- that's absolutely so what happened. So what we're saying is if you really want to ruin someone's day in Russia, you go, happy early birthday. Here's a yellow flower. Like it's two uh-huh. things, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. You're going to die. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> All right. Okay. Final round. Here we go. Is it, is it one, three, one? Is that, is that right? I think so. One, yeah. three, one. I got four, three, one. bro. You know, what's funny is this last round worth four points. Four points. Well, if you don't cut that out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes could not be higher. Seven years are on the line. Cameron, Cameron stay doing that. <laughs> we have to go out of order because Derek has to go last because we have to see. Hey, you if... petty, bro. <laughs> no, just, right, just run, this is run it bonus round. Let's go. I don't know. Hey, it's here in go. front of me. Let's go. The executive Stand. producer of this game told me that that's what we're doing for the final round. Stack the odds. I do best with my back against the wall. Let's go. All right, here we go. Jesse, you're up first. In Italy, okay. one superstition holds. This is for five, what did I say? Five points? Four points? Four. Four. Enough to win. Enough to win if you get this and Derek doesn't. Here we go. In Italy, one superstition holds that it, it, that you and a friend will never get married if you blank. Stand in front of a mirror together. Wish for love upon the same star. Say a word at the same time or swim in the same lake. In Italy... You and your beloved will never get married if you do one of those things. I can't believe it's a lake one because anyone it's there's got to be one summer camp couple that made it and that you know that would have pulled <laughs> okay. them out right away, you know. Um I'm going to say the say the same word at the same time. That's right. Say a word at the same time. Oh. Jinx oh. is uh oh, you'll no. never get married. Yeah. So it's j- a, it's a, the stakes are quite a bit higher than he. If, the, the, if Pam and Jim would have never made it, if if, if the office is over there, the that's stakes right. over here are just buy buying a coke, you know, buying a coke. It's, but old, that's old apparently where our jinx came from. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so right now, Jesse has. Uh, if I made that worth four five. points. Jesse has five. Derek has three. Emily has one. So Emily, you're up now. Okay, here we okay. go. In Spain, instead of kissing someone on New Year's Eve, you're supposed to bring in the New Year by. A, shouting rabbit, rabbit, or white rabbit. B, breaking a mirror. C, holding your breath as long as you can. Or D, eating 12 grapes, one after the other. In Spain. Bringing the new year by doing one of those things. The grape thing actually sounds like that is something. I'll go with the grape thing. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Eating 12 grapes, one after the other is the correct answer. Emily now has five points. Oh, wow. Wow. Man, we got barn burner. Wow. Heating up. Take that, Derek. Heating up. This All is right. a barn burner. So, Derek, for the win, here is your question. If you get this wrong, you lose, and we'll do a tiebreaker between Jesse and, and Emily. All right, here we go. For the win, Derek Miner. In mm. some countries, an awkward pause in conversation actually means one of these things. A, an angel is flying overhead. B, Cupid's arrow has struck. C. Someone close to you is in danger. Or D. A deceased loved one is trying to get your attention. Awkward pause in conversation. I'm going D. You said a deceased loved one is trying to get your attention. The correct answer is an angel is flying overhead. Derek missed the last one. We are going to a sudden death between Emily and... 
And Jesse. I see I see how I see how y'all fix the rules. We all know who the real you know what I'm saying, superstition the executive expert is. But I'm gonna let y'all have y'all little runoff real quick. You feel me? Listen, listen. Let y'all have I, all I know is I'm prepping for a great seven years. That is you know, <laughs> thank you, friend. <laughs> Even if you sandbag that one for me, I appreciate it. Sorry, Emily, that this is my mind to lose. Yeah. Okay, so a little behind the scenes, real quick, Clark will stitch this together. You don't even know what just happened. About seven minutes, I just went away. Like I was deleted from the show, couldn't get back in. It was bizarre. God and the entire time, Derek is saying that God, God was shutting me down because I something. silenced the rightful winner of that show. I rebuke you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could also be. It could also be that there are two mirrors facing you directly behind your head. I got sucked into it. All right. Yeah. So uh-huh. for the for the, uh, I mean. The, the Derek is the people's champ, but according to the stated rules know. prior to each question, we did have a, a, a value change on the final round. It was said ahead of time. Technically, technically you won, but we found some other rules to make sure you didn't win. You feel so I'm me? the executive producer of the game. You. I'm going to put myself into the game. instead. Mike yeah. Richards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right. Here's a tiebreaker. First one to say the correct answer. You get one guess. Uh, between uh, Emily and uh, Jesse will be the champ. Here we go. In the U.S., some people hold their breath while passing a graveyard. In Japan, it's more common to A, walk on your tiptoes, B, hide your thumbs, C, not blink, or D, bare your teeth. Is this, sorry. Is hide this, your thumbs. Just go. Whoever says the correct answer first. Oh. One guess. Uh, bare your teeth. Bare your teeth. She I said, hide your thumbs, thumb and one. the answer is correct. Hide your thumbs, Emily. Unbelievable. Emily, unbelievable. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm okay with Emily winning. Okay. Okay. I, I am not. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> Another time. Even with the win, she did not answer as many questions correctly as Derek Minor. Just FYI. Okay, we don't have to clarify hey, look, that. I, look, I know what y'all trying to do. You know, I feel like, you know, LeBron James, y'all want to, you know, change all the, the rules Emily, and everything. Emily, it's, yeah, it's Emily's good, the though. one where LeBron has 68 points in the game. She's been on the bench the whole game. She comes in, happens to hit the last shot, wins uh-huh. with, yeah. with one. T- yeah, but she won the game. Yeah, but I, I still won. But look at but but watch God work here. She went from she went from serving Derek coffee to kicking his butt and <laughs> look, 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 look at the rise, the rise. Derek, sing your song again. A shooting star. God is trying to. I'll tell be honest. You I feel something. like I feel like we're all kind of winners here because we've all learned a playful no. way to let our families know that our grandma has died. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! Why are slippers out? Oh, no, 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 no! All right, that'll do it for the debut of Dumb Luck. Dumb Luck. <laughs> yeah, I need the full. Sure. I need three and a half minutes. Yeah, exactly. dumb luck. Uh-huh. Well, thanks to Jackie Hill Perry for joining us today. Her new book is called Holier Than Now and it's available on Tuesday. Go check it out. And you can check out more of that conversation uh, with her over at relevantmagazine.com. Hey, while you're on the site, also click up on the magazine tab. You can read the summer issue of Relevant featuring Yvonne Orji, Dante Bo, and so many other amazing conversations. It is available for free and ad-free over at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab. Thank you to UHSM, our presenting sponsor. Also, while you're at the site, on the homepage, you can sign up for our daily newsletter. 
bringing you the top five trending stories that are relevant every morning. You can sign up right there so you don't miss anything. Well, you'll miss some of the stuff, but not the good stuff. You'll get all the good stuff. Also, while you're at the site, head over to the faith section and check out our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk. It's presented by Lumo. We have a new devotional every weekday morning and you can sign up for the email. So it's sent right to your inbox or you can check out the uh, Deeper Walk uh, daily podcast over at any platform where you get your shows. So deeper walk podcast email at the site. Go check it out. It's a great way to start your day. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner, and I'm having a pop up in Nashville for Hello Marshmallow. When from eleven to four. When details August fifteenth Sunday August fifteenth. If you're in what? Nashville, oh. from eleven to four, we got gumbo. We got vegan gumbo. We got. Hot chicken, we got hot cauliflower, we got you beignets, we got cupcakes, and it's really, really hard for me to do this uh, little um, <laughs> little challenge that me and Cameron are on. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 abstaining, Cameron. What about you? I'm I'm on it. I, I yeah. I'm I'm doing good. I'll uh, call uh, you. Well, I, I'll where was it. the pause? Did an angel fly over or something? Or <laughs> no, have you been listen, eating bread? Hold on. No, this is for real. And in, in counseling this week, in counseling this week, my counselor was telling me like you have this thing where you're all in or all out. You burn too hot, you burn out, and then you don't sustain it. She's like, if this uh-huh. shift is important to you, you need to not go crazy. You need to actually build it in that it's a sustainable level. So she has me working out four days a week, not seven, and. She added journaling to mine and stuff. So I have done everything according to our challenge, except I haven't worked out seven days a week. I've I've been doing four. So Okay. I've been doing pause. five. I've been doing okay. five. Okay. So, there you yeah, go. Okay. That was my pause. I didn't want to be like, yeah, I'm doing it when actually the truth is. Okay. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Anyway, I'm proud of you, man. It's it's challenging, man. It's hard. I mean, it's it is. there's days I don't feel like it. I just ate a sandwich. Made out of lettuce. So that's where we at. Hey, (laughs) veggie burgers with lettuce is the wrap. I had it last night. Dude, there's no bread thing. Come on, man. All right. But hello, Marshmallow. Yeah. Sunday, August 15th. Don't join me for my challenge. Come get some of this gluten and some of the gluten free stuff, too. You feel me? There you go. I'll be there. I'll be there. Come on down. Come on down. Tyler going to be there. If you're in Nashville, come pull up on us. Last time he had a pop up, he had celebrities like Prop was there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Jamie Ivy came through. This pop up, mm-hmm. you get Tyler Huckabee. Hey, pull up on no, us. Right. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be <laughs> good. Bro. I was trying to like banter, and then it came out. It just sounded really mean. I'm really sorry, man. It's I didn't not, mean to it's say that. Like, it's a little people mean. People are on the fence. I thought we were going to jump out the prop one. I'm sorry. I did not mean to do that. I'll wait for the propaganda one again. That one sounded fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tyler, say goodbye. Uh, I'm Tyler Huckabee. And there's Emily. The winner. I'm Emily Brown. Downtown Emily Brown. All right, we'll see you guys next Friday. Hopefully Friday 13th. You survive it. Zombie apocalypse. We'll see you next week. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site 
And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, why are grandma's shoes on the table? Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.